Ravens and Chiefs have agreed on a massive trade, sending tackle Orlando Brown to Kansas City. So I love what they've done. This is a complete, yep. this is a complete overhaul of an offensive line. Trying to win every single game. I'm trying to go 20-0, 19-0, whatever it is. Future is what Patrick Mahomes said, which is 20-0. Yeah, 20-0 made sense. Hello and welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Um, apologies, it's been a while. We've uh, had scheduling issues between us, but tonight we've managed to get three of us together. So I'm joined by Tomo. Tomo, how you doing, man? Yeah, good, thanks yourself. I'm good, thanks, I'm good. And I'm joined by Owen. How are you doing, Owen? Hello, good, thank you. Yeah, really good. Good to be back. Yes, good Good for us all to be back, yeah. Um, I suppose before we start on the the, the latest news... Chiefs Chargers, what a game, lads! Did you both stay up for it? No, no. <laughs> I, Please I tell didn't. me you did. I didn't. What? Because what happened was I. It was my first night of. Um, well, I have COVID at the moment, so it was my first night of COVID isolation. Um, I was quite ill, so I went to bed quite early. Set my alarm for one o'clock in the morning to wake up, um, and then I I forgot my phone is on do not disturb mode so my alarm didn't go off and I woke up at three like have I missed part of the game and then check my phone and it was three and then went straight back to bed again <laughs> so yeah I missed it but then I watched it full broadcast the next morning uh, the full three hour two hour forty minute broadcast okay. without checking my phone at all <laughs> so you didn't know the score when you watched no it? I didn't know the score I watched it as if it was live yeah I did the yeah. same I um I yeah. had work and I just I I literally don't um, I can't work my body on that amount of sleep, so um, <laughs> I I just took the L and got up at like he got up at it was about quarter to six. Um, did the same as Owen, just turned all of my um, all of my phones off, everything, and then just watched just watched from there. Um, there was, I, I thought the game was lost to be honest for large. <laughs> It's the game, but then it got good near the end, didn't it? Like we, I mean, Patrick Mahomes had looked out of sorts through some really, really poor, somewhat at times ill-advised throws, and yeah, he still had four hundred and ten yards, three touchdowns, one hundred and five point eight passer rating. Like I. <laughs> The fourth quarter and those three last three drives, that's why you pay him half a billion quid, like because he yeah. can just put in performances like that. Mm. Um, yeah, and if the rest of the team is good around him, they can hold like when when he does have these like slip ups, like he's tend to do or prone to do this season um, at times. If you have a good enough team around you, Mahomes is going to click eventually. So when he, when he needed to, he stepped up and he delivered three consecutive touchdown drives, two in the fourth quarter, one in overtime, and then one us the game. So. You know, as long as the rest of the team are, is around him to help when, like when he is making these mistakes, then he'll turn on eventually. So that's what great players do. Yeah, I, I was begging them not to go to overtime because I, I did stay up for it, and <laughs> I I had flown back from KC on Tuesday night, so I got in at five o'clock on Wednesday morning. I got home at six in the morning. I went out to work at seven, so I'd had about an hour's sleep on the flight. I slept Wednesday night, but then I just ploughed through. I didn't sleep before the game on Thursday, so it got to like five o'clock in the morning, um, and it was going to. Oh, it was about half past four, and it was going to overtime. I was like, I really don't need this right now. <laughs> um, but luckily, five plays, 
minute and 15 seconds thank you very much job done you can go to bed now um that was some finish i i was actually pushing for them to go for two when we scored the touchdown um to tie things up i was like let's just get two points here and don't go to overtime and um me too yeah i, I was actually chatting with uh, with Charles Robinson during the game at that point, and he was like, "No, no, the Chargers are done. Their defense is gassed. Don't go mm. for two. You go and he was for probably, overtime." And he was probably right. But the the thing for me in that situation was we scored too quick. In that scenario, I actually didn't want us to go for two. If they'd have ran the clock down a bit further, because he still had about a minute left. If they'd have ran yeah. the clock down further, and there was about twenty seconds left, so I said, "Go for it and win it here." But the problem was, with how long was left, you couldn't really win it there. Like, yeah. you could only lose it in that scenario. Because um, even if you score, you've still got a minute and a field goal's enough for them to win. You're better off taking the chance that that they can't drive down the field. And I'm not going to lie, I thought we got away with a, a little defensive pass interference on that deep ball. I've watched it back and it's maybe not as bad as I initially thought, but I was just waiting for the flag. Yeah, is that the deep. one where it went out of bounds? Yeah. yeah. And he, he like, almost tripped him up, didn't he? Yeah, he was like, I was expecting a flag. As well. I was just so waiting was for the flag. And I was like, yeah. oh, for And it would have been typical Chiefs like, yeah. seeing, seeing a flag there for defensive pass interference when they got Watch a chance it. to stop him. Watching it back, I'm not sure it was. But it, like you say, when you see the broadcast and you see a receiver trip over, you, mm, yeah. <laughs> it's not a they good fl- they, they They throw those flags more times than not yeah. nowadays. Yeah. yeah. I'm just looking at the time of possessions here. Like, we had the ball for four minutes in the fourth quarter, and we put up how many points? Four minutes, uh, did we? Yeah, uh, fourth, fourth quarter wow. gone now. Um, four minutes and twenty-five seconds. <clears throat> so we had the ball for thirteen minutes in the second half. It's crazy. Which is well, it's kind yeah. of ridiculous. But I mean, they had a. It was back to the old offense of let's score quickly. A minute and forty-five, five plays, seventy-five yards. A minute and three, eight plays. How do you run eight plays for seventy-five yards in a minute and three? <coughs> I suppose going out of bounds. <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. And then a minute and fifteen, five plays, seventy-five yards. Mm. Like on those three drives, yeah, offense is back. Thank you very much. It did Up look until better. that point. It, it, yeah, it did look better in spells and. At least it now seems like they're... I think my complaint a few weeks ago is that they they didn't seem to be scheming anybody open. They just seemed to be RPOing the other team to death. And then when that didn't work, uh, Mahomes was just running for his life and then trying to make a play instead of anything being designed. Whereas the game against the chart, everything seemed designed, which was um, a lot better. And then, I mean, the overtime, Kelsey's just taken over and he does one of them yeah. reversey things that he seems oh, to do. And it's like, well, they they don't work so often, but then the one that does work, and then it was comical after because it was like they were just falling over trying to <laughs> trying to catch yeah. him. Just, just did anyone f- actually touch him? I'm not sure. Didn't look like did it, anyone did actually lay a glove on him? It didn't look like it. It's embarrassing. Maybe, maybe so. the first guy got a hand on him, but no, nothing like no, no, nothing to, to knock him off course. No, it was never like it was, it was a it was a light tap of anything. Mm. Yeah. Um, great play. Even, great game. Like, the very first drive of the game, eleven plays, hundred and three yards. Uh, we started on our own five, and we had eight yards of 
penalties. Yeah. So seven first downs and a touchdown. Like each week, I'm watching the first drives and going, "Geez, we look good here." Mm. And then the rest of the first half, I'm going, "Geez, we look awful here." Yeah. And then it yeah. was only late. It was only in that fourth quarter when we really kind of kicked in. Um, it's, it's mad that they just seem to find a way to stay in games, though. Like you'd have thought that game like against this Chargers team that run the Chiefs so close. Well, nobody's saying that the Chargers' offense was abysmal the whole time. And it was no. their own fault. They didn't convert their fourth down some sort of the conversation. But the game's still close. The Chiefs still somehow get themselves in positions to be in a game at the end. They, they earned the right for Patrick Mahomes to take over the fourth quarter. And that's yeah. what they do. They find a way to stay in these games when, really, if the Chargers are this good, they should have smashed us in the first three quarters. It should have been out of sight. It wasn't. Yep, I can't argue with any of that. I mean, they, they were gashing us with the run. Um, Herbert was decent. I, I'm not sure I'd have mm. said any more than decent. <laughs> but, like, running, they had Jackson 13 carries for 86 yards, mm. Eckler 12 carries for 59. They had 39 carries, 192 yards at 4.9 a carry. Jeez, just keep handing the damn ball off. I mean, you what can you do, though? Like, you've got. You've got Chris Jones out, who, yeah. I mean, he's not historically a great run stopper, so to speak, but he's more of a presence in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Willie Gay out as well, which isn't ideal. And it's it's guys that probably haven't really seen this volume of work in this system. So, I mean, if if you said to me, what would you rather Herbert be lighting you up or the run game being an issue. You'd probably take the run game because at some point yep. they're going to have to throw. So, I mean, it's probably the lesser of two evils from the Chiefs, which is why they allowed it to happen. Yep, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, results-wise, like, seven wins on the bounce. Um... Destiny's in our own hands. We've got the Steelers, mm-hmm. we've got the Bengals, and we've got the Broncos. And we potentially could have the number one seed tied up. We are the number one seed now, and we could have it tied up before the Broncos game. I think if we win both our games, the Bills beat the Patriots and the Titans lose to the 49ers, then I think that that would give us a number one seed with two wins and we can rest everyone against Denver. Very possible. Last game of the season. 49ers are coming into their own at the moment. They are, they're looking very good. It's very possible. After seven games, hands up if you would have said (laughs) we would have secured the number one seed with a week to go. It's just silly, isn't it? It's just silly how things have worked out. The season's just been mental. Yeah. Absolutely. The AFC should have put us away when they had the chance. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they fumbled this away. It's, it was the, the biggest slump of my home's career. Everyone was saying it. Everyone was saying he was broken. Everyone was saying this this team was done for. Some analysts were saying that we weren't going to make the playoffs. So then why why are we the outright one seed again? Why is, it, why is the AFC playoffs going to run through Kansas City yet again? Because everyone else has been worse than us. Yeah. And we don't have any tiebreakers. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're still like, we yeah. could be yeah. number one seed. That's what I mean, yeah. All the top contenders had had the advantage on us. The Ravens, we lost to the, the Ravens, Bills, we the lost Titans, to the Churches, we lost to the Bills, we lost to the Titans. They I'm all not... had the upper hand on us. They all had, yeah. this was the year to, to beat the Chiefs and, and, and take 
the top spot in the AFC away from us and make us struggle in the playoffs, and, and it, they couldn't get it done. Mm. So the worst slump of Mahomes' career and, and so far as a chief is still enough to win the comp to like to win the conference in the in the regular season. Yeah, and with enough to win the division. bonkers. And with three games to go, it's going to be disappointing if you're not the one seed. Because yeah, that's what I was reg- thinking. Regardless yeah, of yeah. all, regardless of all the other results, the Chiefs have got to beat the Broncos, who are awful. They have got to beat the Bengals, who are just meh, and they got to beat the Steelers, who are also awful. So, is it a case of, admittedly, the Chiefs haven't looked like the Chiefs this year for large parts, but still, we've had a very, very tough schedule this season, and it and it all we've came had the at the in the league. One yeah, of the toughest in the league. It, yeah. It'd be surprised me if it wasn't the toughest in the league. And looking mm. at the first half of that schedule, I, I, I think anybody would have struggled. Now, I don't think we're shallow enough to think that we were just playing awful because we'd lost some games. The, the Chiefs didn't look like the Chiefs, but we were playing very, very good teams. Um, and and they've, they seem to have figured it out a bit. And they're still not playing the best football, which is the most exciting thing, because we got glimpses in that Chargers game. And if they if if they can grow from here going into the playoffs, the way this year is, there's absolutely no reason why the Chiefs don't just walk to another Super Bowl because just everybody's awful, including us <laughs> at times. But that's the way it is. They've they've got themselves the advantage. If you look at the teams who are likely to be in the playoffs from the mm-hmm. AFC side of things, like is is there anyone who particularly worry you? The Chargers. The, the Chargers, that's it. We Only the Chargers. Because I, I think Josh Allen can still turn it on. So um, the Bills and the Chargers. I don't think, I don't think the Patriots trust Mac, trust Mac Jones enough uh, at the moment. I don't nope. think the Colts can keep up with us as, as, as good as Jonathan Taylor is. I don't mm. think Wentz can out-duel Patrick Mahomes nope. in January. That's not happening. No, um, the Ravens are a shambles. Yeah, Ravens are injury-riddled. Injury ridd- yeah. Yep. So yeah, Chargers, Chargers possibly... Possibly Bills, depending on how good Josh Allen is if he returns to form. But yeah. that's all ifs and buts. So neither of them are on particularly good runs at the moment. No. And yeah. and the Bills have lost their star cornerback in uh, White as well. So the Bills have beaten bad teams, like, including all us. Long. Including us at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean yeah. we we were playing badly at that time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, I'm just going through. They're, they lost to the Steelers. I mean, they lost to the Steelers. Mm. Beat the Dolphins, beat Washington, beat Houston, beat us and we were bad. Beat Miami, they weren't good at the time. Lost to Jacksonville, <laughs> 9-6. Yeah, beat the Jets, lost to the Colts, who were the probably the one good team they've faced. Beat the Saints, they're bad. Lost to the Patriots. Lost to the Bucks. Beat the Panthers, they're bad. Like... <laughs> This yeah, what I'm there's saying nothing about the there schedule. that makes you think, well, you know, the Bills the Bills really concern you that much? I mean, yeah, Josh Allen, but he's not exactly set the world on fire this season either. Mm. But he's got um, potential. He's, he's, he's a good quarterback. That's that's the only reason why I'm, I'm, I would look out for them more than any other team outside of the Chargers. It's just because Josh Allen could turn it on. <laughs> That's like the, the the one possibility for for this Bills team. So because when he is on, he, he's on and, he, and he's a, he's a good weapon and he, he he can cause some problems. But he's not had a great season, like you said. So yeah. who knows? And he's banged up as well. Um, so 
if the Chiefs can get their, their defence going, because that defence didn't look anything like it looks now as well. I mean, excluding yes. the Chargers game, but I mean... I think they played well in the Chargers game still. I thought they played okay, considering the situation. Well. Yeah, I mean... I'm I loved, saying... I loved um, Nick Bolton. Oh, he was fantastic, wasn't he? I mean, tip, tip to pass in uh, the interception. Uh, he's turning me round on yeah, the draft. Yeah, big time. Like, when we drafted yeah. him... Yeah, I was very yeah. When we, In fact, when we drafted him and Creed Humphrey, I was like, uh, uh. Yeah. Very, um, very good Considering tips. who was on the board at the time, who we liked. Mm-hmm. But... If they've drafted Bolton to replace Hitchens for next season, I am very okay with that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if we save eight million by cutting Hitchens and Bolton gets full time starting job, that is absolutely fine. Yeah, I won't complain. And, and Creed Willie, Gay, have... Willie Gay next to him, great, great little Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, him and Gay. Two of those. I wouldn't mind. You'd love that. to I'm see another one the in there as well, wouldn't you? Another kind of young, fast linebacker that mm-hmm. wouldn't go miss. I think the uh, thing is, the thing is as well. Was it was it Terrace Marshall that we were all cooing over at that point that we were all desperate them, for? Yeah. I think he's yeah. had well, just have a look. He had 116 yards this season. Yeah. So, I he's mean, he's been out injured a bit though, hasn't he? Well, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> maybe. I, <laughs> I have no idea. But I mean, still, you look at it and you go, well, I mean, Nick Bolton's had the bigger impact, isn't he? I mean, he can't out injuries, but it's it's crazy because. I didn't really. That was the one position I really, really wasn't expecting us to go with at linebacker. And yeah, they've just changed the whole thing around. Considering we'd taken Gay the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would completely agree with that. Um, do you think? Uh, do you think up. Creed's offensive rookie of the year? After Matt Jones' I don't, I don't think he'll win week. it. But no, I don't think he'll win it. I think he's got a shot. I think, I think why is it, Why it, is this maybe. not the season to like rewrite? The books the rules. and just not, yeah, give, give a running back the MVP. Give Jonathan Taylor the MVP. I don't think he give he's the Taylor most the valuable player. I don't think as in he brings the most value to, to any to, to the franchise compared to like. Yeah, but if, if you're season. not if you're not going to give Henry the MVP last year after what how far he took the Titans, I don't. I have you can't literally can't. But the Titans have got a decent team around them. The, no, the Colts have got. No, last, se- last season. Last oh. season. Yeah, but they might have looked like this last season without Derrick Henry as well. <laughs> yeah, the Col- the, but the, I think the Colts this year are a worse team than the Titans. Oh, yeah, the, Col- the Colts without Taylor. They've got Derrick Henry, they've got Quentin garbage. Nelson, but outside of that, we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're, like, they've, got a, they've got a decent defence. DeForest Butler's been playing well. but like They're going to get exposed in the playoffs so bad, and it's yeah. going to be so funny. Because Carson Wentz. The Colts the Titans from two years ago when we beat them in the AFC Championship and they had a running game and that was about it. Yeah. Mm. You know, if you can get in front of the Colts and make it Mahomes against Carson Wentz, then there's only one winner in that. Yeah. And it's not Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, they're, they're too one-dimensional. Like, if, you know, if we fumble the ball a couple of times and they take 14 nothing lead... Then I'd be a little bit concerned, but we could do that as well. By the way, state of a... yeah, I wouldn't be <laughs> the way this season's gone. But in the normal state of affairs, like yeah, if you could get in front of them, they're not built to come back. No. Same with the Patriots. Like the, I wouldn't, you know, if you make it Mac Jones against Patrick Mahomes, well, geez, that's no, that's no contest. Yeah. Um, the Bengals might be the sneaky one because Burrow's good. And they've got a few weapons there as well. Like, mm-hmm. If it yeah. was to become a shootout, like Chargers would be the ones I'd be really worried about. 
the Bills are not. I think they're going to absolutely smack the Bengals as well. But I, I think the Bengals are a dark horse there. I, I think they could give us difficulties in two weeks' time. I don't. They still can't protect Joe Burrow. It's going to be a sham. He's going to be running for his life next week. And if, it's, if, if we're talking about a shootout with the Bengals, I'm trusting our defense over theirs. So yeah. that's, that's where that's where we win it I against agree. the Bengals. I mean, like, yeah, our offense can, can can go up against each other, but I'm trusting our defense to get a stop more than I'm trusting their defense to get a stop. Okay, yeah, in that matchup. But I mean, you know, they, they'll have some fun. We'll, we'll like, like, it'll be a fun game, and 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 that they will like, you know, they can cause some cause some issues, but. Yeah, it's just a matter of the defense. I just don't trust, just don't trust their defense as much as I trust ours. Well, before we get to the Bengals, we have the Steelers this week, and um, boy, has Twitter been lighting up this evening. Hmm. Uh, oh, well, now we're up to fourteen players now. So <sighs> the Chiefs have fourteen players <coughs> on the COVID list: hmm. Kelsey Hill, Jones, Bolton, Gay, Ward, Butker, Gordon, Niang, Fenton, Long, Watts, Bell, and Dita. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. um, that's I, I such a wound. Well, the first thing we'll say is it's a lot of players, but Gary Dieter, it was probably his one chance to play. <laughs> See, that's absolutely brutal for him. He was about to get his yearly one game, um, and that's been stripped of him. So that's he'll play. He'll play week eighteen when we've got the one seed. Yeah, after. maybe. There you go. Yeah, and Duncan can get his Derek Gary Dieter shirt out. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, enjoy himself there. I like Dieter. Um, I'm a fan. I, I like I'm, I'm a Dunk team. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Dieter. Anyone who's managed to hang around an NFL roster that long, even if it's just because you're mates with the quarterback, I, I'm all in favour of you. You live your best life there. And, he seems yeah. like a great guy as well. I've, I've, Absolutely, like, yeah, he like does. He's really, he just seems like a nice great guy, guy. yeah. Um, yeah, geez, 14 players. And... To be honest with you, lads, I don't think that will be the end of it either. No, I don't either. Yeah. Who who is yeah. catching passes this week? You got Josh Gordon out. You've got Dieter, who maybe would have maybe would have played. Hill, no Kelsey. Kelsey and Gordon out. And Blake Pringle. Bell. And Blake Bell. Pringle. So you've got, you've got Hardman. Edwards no, oh Hardman, sorry, it's available. Okay, yes. Hardman, Pringle, Robinson. Are you like the main three receivers? Noah Gray's in at tight end. And Edward Tiller, maybe Edward Tiller and Williams. I'd be, yeah, both. I'd put, put Williams at wide receiver too, man. Let's see what he can do. That would be very difficult to make him do that. I would say. Nah, do it. Why not? I think it'll be an Edward Tiller game. Because is, 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 yeah. is TJ Watt out? Or have I just heard? Am I making that up? He went off the field the other day. He with did, some didn't kind he? Yeah. Injury. He had a rib. I think he had a rib injury. Yeah, I haven't seen anything to say. Um, hmm. If he's going to be injured for the game, but like I mean, I was watching the Browns Raiders last night, and the Browns have what eighteen players missing, and the Raiders really, really struggled to put them away. Like they won on the last second field goal. Um, the Raiders are bad; they absolutely stink. But that's a different story. <laughs> I tell you who um, I'd like to see behind. I'd like to see Derek Gore behind this offensive line, which Touchwood hasn't been affected yet, and just pound the ball because. Uh, Derek, I, I like Gore. I think he's, he's looked really, really good when he's played. And um, I think it'd be a good excuse to see him in the run game a bit more. It'll I'm be sure a we're going to. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see a hefty dose of Clyde Edwards Hilaire, which no one needs to see. But well, so, I like. He's really, I think he's come to form recently. He's got I about 600 he's... yards on the season. He has 490 yards rushing. Oh my god! And 
the first the round pick. Really, oh. The one thing that really struck me about Edward Soler is he has the longest rush this season of yeah. seventeen. It's years. Horrific, yeah. yeah, absolutely horrific. Derek Gore's got more than that. He has fifty-one. Yeah, exactly. Because I watched him run away yeah. from me. Because he's actually got <laughs> some sort of boost to him. <laughs> yeah, he's got juice. He's got juice. Yeah. Whereas, I don't you can say it. Well, I don't know. Yeah, Gore has 29 carries for 146 yards. Um, Guy's a baller. He, he, he certainly has potential. He's certainly worth keeping on the roster, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, how do you even go about Game planning for this. Although we're not in as bad a state as Washington, who've got a quarterback who they signed from the Patriots practice squad four days ago, starting from tonight. (laughs) So hey, at least we're not that. Yeah. It's all fun and games until it's not until it's your team, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like we've we've benefited a couple times this season, quite quite heavily, if we're totally honest. Um, The good news is it's going to take about twelve points to beat the Steelers. Um, the as bad news, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm, be, I'm being safe. I'm being safe there. Uh, the other issue is you haven't got a. Well, we have got a kicker, but we don't know. He's not as reliable as our Harrison Butker, is he? As um, long as Mahomes doesn't catch COVID, we're fine. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the biggest problem. But what's what's scary is. You look at all the footage of Mahomes around all the guys that have tested positive, and if he's going to get it, you'd have preferred him to get it yesterday, because the closer we get, and everybody's on Twitter, everyone's on Twitter saying you only need one negative result. I'm sure Owen will tell you that's quite difficult to control. Like if you've got COVID, which these guys all have got COVID, it takes days. To get that negative result, so you'd like well, to I... think the guys from last week will be okay, but the guys that are going on this week, I've got no confidence at all. the The only thing is, like, they've got access to testing quick and results quick. Um, well, you'd imagine they're going to take like three, four tests a day, right? You well, you just want to hope somebody did the most casual of casual tests and kind of barely scraped the edge of your nose with that swab and go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's grand, yeah. Get, him yeah. In the pit. Get him on the pitch. Like, I was in KC last week, we were talking this before we came on area, but I was in KC for the Raiders game and I was stunned by how little attention was given to COVID by anybody, really. Like, there were masks on the plane on the way over and there were masks in the airport, but once you were out of the airport, it was a rare. It was unusual to see somebody wearing a mask. Um, social distancing, non-existent, um, and it's just so different to certainly in Ireland. I'm not sure what you guys are like in England at the moment, but in Ireland, like masks are everywhere. Like I, I work. I wear one all day in work. So I'm dealing with the public. I travel on public transport to get to the to work. I wear them on public transport as well. Like it's just, it's almost second nature now to wear a mask. And it was just really weird not seeing anybody wearing a mask and just no no attempts to stay away from other people. Um, so I'm not in the slightest bit surprised that it's ripped through us, especially with the new variant, which yeah. like is ex- exponentially faster 
transmission than previous variants. Like, you know, and we're acting like we're acting like the original COVID just spreaded slowly. (laughs) Yeah, it's just ridiculous, isn't it, to think that this is worse? I mean. Look well, worse as in like it's it's less worse mild, in terms, it's more yeah, mild. Well, yeah. Like it's worse yeah. in terms. If, if if everyone on the planet caught COVID and and no one died from it, it's like not a deadly disease. Like it's yeah. it's quite. And, and I mean, I've I've got it. This is the first time I've had it. I, I was fortunate enough not to get COVID in the first couple of waves, but this is the first time I've had it. And like I said, I've, I was ill for about a day and a half, two days. I had, I had a cough, not a cough. Sorry, I had a sore throat and a bit of a headache. And then two days later, I was I was fine again. Mm-hmm. And it's Strange, so different yeah. to Tomo's experience. Yeah. Like so Tomo, weird. you you were a good yeah. two weeks or more. In fact, you still got the cough on that's what, two or yeah. three months on now? Yeah. It's, it's the earliest I've ever been for probably the full eight days. Because it got it got to it got to day nine and day ten. And uh, my fiance was saying, like, you you can't really like an isolate the way you are. Like it was it was bonkers. I'm not a good I, ill person, right? I, I, I am not. I'll admit, I have a low kind of <laughs> function level. <laughs> so, I'm the exact same. But, but it was, it, it, what, genuinely, it is something I've been, yeah. Like, I have someone, in, a colleague in work, and she ended up in intensive care. She was at a family christening, and like she caught it on the, on the Sunday at the christening. And by Monday evening, she was in an ambulance going to hospital. By sort Tuesday, she was in intensive care. Two weeks in intensive care on oxygen. They couldn't get her oxygen levels up at all. And eventually, like, they they kept rotating her kind of onto her front and onto her back every four hours to try and kind of push oxygen down into her lungs when she was on her front. And that started to do the trick. But the severity for the same disease to affect someone like that, and then, oh, and like, you get a, a sore throat for a day. Like, it's just mad. Yeah. And that's what's scary as well, is that we're talking about these guys that are going onto the COVID listers, like, oh, it's going to be disappointing if they don't get one negative test to be okay. No, let's make sure they're they're genuinely healthy. Yes. In just, gen- like, general terms. Like, it's a lot to ask for someone to get COVID today. And, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe if you're asymptomatic, then it doesn't really affect you as much. But I certainly couldn't have. Well, I couldn't do any physical activity for at least a month after I had COVID. To any sort of, to any sort of level that I was doing it before. So the way these guys are coming back and being absolutely sound to play is a bit, a bit of a stretch. But that's the thing with the Omicron, isn't it? It's milder, because it's yeah. much. Well, it appears to be much milder. Like um, I was reading about Washington, and they've got like. 20 people tested positive or something like that but their their head doctor was saying only two of the 20 odd people wouldn't have been able to practice if it was a normal kind of not covid illness like that mm. the only two of them were bad enough that they wouldn't have been able to practice the other 18 yeah that would have been grand you'd have just carried on as normal mm, it's um, crazy, isn't it? It, it is and like vaccination helps boosters help like I got my booster on Saturday. Um, I'm double vaxxed, but like even in KC, the vaccination rate. Because uh, I was looking at it while I was there, because I was thinking, "Fuck, I really hope I don't catch COVID." Because I had to have a COVID test to come home, and if I'd failed that, I would have had to spend another ten days there. And God, I would have been fucking killed back home <laughs> when I did get home. <laughs> um, but like, 
the uh, I've lost my train of thought with that one there now. But um, vaccination in Kansas. Yeah. yeah, vaccination. Like the the vaccination rate was only I think it was only sixty percent of people were double vaxxed. and you're mm. kind of going well. They've had enough opportunity by now that if people want to get it, they would have got it by now. So the forty percent who aren't vaxxed don't, mm. clearly don't want to be vaccinated. I saw Cole Beasley went on the. Covid report today, which made me chuckle because he's been strongly anti-vax. Mm. But like, you're getting vaccinated to stop you passing it to everybody else. You're not getting it to stop you catching it. So, think about other people, maybe. Can't want to preach, disagree. but oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't disagree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's shown that it's shown that it helps. Like, the amount of people yeah. that are that are in hospital with this new variant are. Uh, unvaccinated so well a, a lot of them yeah. are anyway the majority are it, so. it's disproportionately so like here in ireland we have what do we have about a hundred hundred and something people in intensive care at the moment and like 90 percent of them are unvaccinated and yet only i think we're at 92 percent of the population are double vaxxed now mm. uh, so what... that that eight percent of the population is accounting for 90 percent of the icu and that's what scares me because with how ill I was, and don't get me wrong, I was I wasn't ill enough to have to go to intensive care or anything like that. But considering how ill I was, and I was single vaxxed at the time, because I was due to have my second vaccination but couldn't because I got COVID. I can't imagine how ill I'd have been had I not have to had a vaccination, had some sort of protection. Like it is quite scary when you think about it, but. Just don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I'm a scientist. So I don't know no. how any of it works. And no, nor have I. But you got to just try and stay safe, then. didn't you? Yeah. It's all. It's just yeah, nuts. Do, isn't it? do the right things. Yeah. And now it's pushing back see... our football games and our NFL games, and it's like. Well, I was just now it starts to have an do effect on us. Do you see circumstances? <laughs> do you see circumstances where this game gets moved? Unless I don't know. Homes, I think I don't think I'd, I'd, it, they might. There'd be a lot of complaints if there were. I think. I think that especially because it's the Chiefs. Um, and I think. But if you're taking I'm, player safety as your number one concern, and you've got whatever, say it gets up to twenty players out. Like yeah, I mean they did, they, and they did push stage. back the Raiders, the Raiders game, the Raiders um, Browns game. Yep. So. I think they have the they have the ability to do it. They have the like the leverage to do it. It's not like they've got the, their hands are tied. The game has to go forward. They have the the other games to reference. Like, well, look, we push back these games, so why not? But at the same time, that gives the Chiefs over a week and a half off before the next game mm. from Thursday to the following you don't Tuesday. Play on Monday or Tuesday, and then go to Cincinnati on Sunday. Like that would be nasty. Yeah, especially with players yeah. recovering from COVID as well. Yeah. I guess the argument the argument is that the Chiefs are away as well at Pittsburgh, I believe. So no, we're at home. Oh, we're at home. So yeah, at we're least, home, yeah. at least in that scenario, we can have players testing on the morning, and I imagine these guys aren't that far from the stadium in terms of commuting. Should they be able to play? So I guess there's a world in which the Chiefs can get players back very, very late on for this game. It's not like they're travelling. And then yeah, it's not, not like really playing, it's not like they've got to get on the flight the day before. Yeah, because yeah. that would they really work. up until the last day to, to get a negative test. I don't know what ventilation, whether COVID spreads on airplanes or what, but I imagine it still wouldn't be ideal when you've already had a COVID outbreak for them all to get on a plane <laughs> together. So like, it's, it's ideal yeah. that that game's at home. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I think it could go either way. I think I think it could get pushed back, and and there there are pros and cons to each one. Obviously, a better chance of winning the game, but then do you want a better chance of winning next week's game because it's a more difficult opponent? Can we can we get by with, with, with the team we've got and hope that some players even come back for this Sunday, or would you rather it push back to Tuesday but then make the Cincinnati game harder the following week because you've got players on a, on a short um, rest? I think I the question. Take, I would take the Pittsburgh game now. Yeah, with the team yeah that me too. Mm-hmm. I'd rather Paddy play Powell Sunday. Still ha- Paddy Power still have us as seven and a half point favourites with 14 players on the COVID list. Mm. What annoys me though is the NFL was so, so solid that this is no postponement. Now they've moved one. What is, what is the marker for getting a game moved? Because the Chiefs would be well within their rights to say, well, hang on a second, you've moved other games for this amount of players, well, we've got this amount of players, What what is the line here? Because the NFL have now got blurred lines. Well, 18 was enough to get the Browns moved back. The Chiefs will have that by Sunday. Four more, yeah. It's always hoping they're getting positive now. Mm. <laughs> if, you want, if you want players back on the field for the I mean, Steelers game. You'd like to hope they're going to get some back soon, because, I mean... You're looking at Josh Gordon tested the first one, Josh Gordon, wasn't it? He tested positive Monday the 13th, so that's eight days for him now. Chris Jones on the 14th, so that's a week. And then Willie Gay's the 15th, so that's six. So do you know what I mean? We're now in a range of like a week for those guys. So you'd like to think by 10 days they'd be be testing negative. Yeah. So you'd like to think they'd be coming back. So I guess you get three back, but then... I mean, Gary Dieter on the 17th, but then it comes back to um, yesterday where we get Kelsey, Ward and Butker. So if you're saying you're probably going to get three back, but it looks like we're coming up to a spike here where we're probably going to have some more tomorrow. So you probably only need the Chiefs. If we get five more, do we have the grounds to say you need to push this back? But do does the push, does, well does the pushback do us any good because of these That's guys? Gonna, mean, you could just end up in a worse. You could end up in a worse situation. Yeah. Uh, Darius Harris and Doris Fountain have both gone on the COVID list while we've been talking. Mm. Fountain as well now. Oh, yes. Yeah, Disappointing oh. for guys like him so because up, he had 16, a chance to be yeah. active. Yeah. 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 Those guys I mean, could have stepped up like Dieter and Fountain. It's a shame for them because. Yeah. The other thing I don't get in terms of the NFL is they're moving games back for because the team's got got COVID issues. If you move the game back and then the opposition, who are absolutely healthy, start having a breakout after that time, after the game time, like surely that's a major disadvantage to them. Yes. Yeah. So and also un- they'd kick off about it saying, "Well, you pushed well, it back for them, but now that we've got COVID, you're not pushing it back for us." So yeah, and then it's like the whole schedule yeah. gets thrown off and then the playoffs are two weeks behind and then the Super Bowl's in late February so early February. But say you move the Chiefs game to, to next Tuesday and then the Steelers have a load of positive tests on the Monday. What? <laughs> That's absolutely rave. <laughs> you can't... It's, it's going to be double standards then. So I understand why they're going to be reluctant to move games but the way the Chiefs are trending at the moment is... Horrific, and the the, the worrying thing is that it's totally spread over position groups. It doesn't. It's not something that's spread in a wide receiver room, or because I think we were all concerned at the start of COVID when it, in terms of the NFL concerns was like, oh, you're going to have an offensive line room just get wiped out. Well, that hasn't really happened anywhere. But what you are mm. seeing is just 
a total widespread of players from positions. So it's just it's hitting everybody. But that's actually a better way of being, isn't it? Because at least if you lost all your offensive line, you'd be screwed. Yeah. But at least if you lost one linebacker and one cornerback and you know one wide receiver and a tight end, you kind of go, well, you know, the backups. You might have at least one reasonable backup in each of those departments, like. You can make ends meet. You can. Yeah, yeah. you can. You can get by with like a player or two from each yeah. department, but you can tie some loose ends and, and still see the field. Yeah, with a full yeah. team. Yeah, it'll be. It'll make the game interesting. On what was what was looking like, you know, pretty standard regular season game for the Chiefs up against a, an opponent that we should really beat. It's now turning into a bit of like, oh, it's going to be interesting because we have no idea who the Chiefs are going to field on Sunday or Tuesday. Well, I tell you what, the really interesting thing is that the Chiefs are going to end up as the experiment here for the NFL because we're probably the first team to have a major breakout after the new protocols. So all these guys that are going onto the the COVID list are subject to the new protocols where they have to have the one test, but it's the first time we've had an outbreak since that's happened. So it's going to be I interesting if the NFL have less sympathy because they've changed the rules as well. I was reading there earlier before we came on while I was waiting you to sort your microphone out actually that was fun wasn't it it was (laughs) there have been more positive covid tests in the nfl this week than in the previous 14 weeks combined um so yeah this this is absolutely a test of the new protocols and Mm. you know you just need one negative test to get back the other thing i read was that if you're if your outbreak if your outbreak stemmed from an unvaccinated player, then you could forfeit the game, or you could be made to forfeit the game. Say that again, sir. If, if your if your outbreak came from an unvaccinated player, Ooh. then you could be made to forfeit the game. But if it came from someone who was vaccinated, that's when they're looking at rearranging things. What? That seems like a bit of a silly rule. I don't know don't about that. Rules. I'm just telling you what I read. <laughs> yeah, that, that was no, I know, I know, yeah, but that seems a bit like... That seems like an empty threat to get people to get vaccinated, to make the teams yeah, yeah. put pressure on getting people vaccinated, doesn't it? Yeah, that just seems... Yeah, that seems strange to me. Anyway. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? It's going to be a I weird I mean, it's one. hard to, pre- it's hard to preview this game because we have absolutely no idea who's playing. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. It's just like... You, you can't do score predictions or any shit like that. Cause... No. I'm going to make I one prediction I... about the game, though. Melvin Ingram three sacks. I think he's gonna go off. Yeah. I think Melvin Ingram has, has a has a has a bone to pick with this Steelers team, and who doesn't want to tackle Big Ben? So yeah, he's, three sacks. Especially if Jones comes back. Yeah, especially if Chris Jones comes back, then I think Melvin Ingram's gonna go off. I'm predicting three sacks. I'm, That's I'm my prediction. predicting the defensive score. Yeah. It's uh, just like a weird. There is like a weird side of me that's kind of looking forward to this game because you just have no idea. I like seeing different players and new players, and I mean, just keep Derek Gore off the list so I get to see him play. Yeah, uh, if, if this was a big game, I'd be like really fuming. Imagine shit myself, before, but imagine yeah, before the Chargers, Steelers. So yeah, if this was last week, I'd be like, oh my god, we're 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 done for, we're finished. <laughs> yeah. But if it was a, if it was a Steelers, because it's the Steelers, okay, we'll see what happens. We should, we'll, we'll have some fun still. 
Chris Standing on Twitter, who was one of our followers, said, If we miss multiple starters against Pittsburgh, will our competitive advantage be that with limited tape of backups, the Steelers have no idea how to game plan against us? That is a fantastic point, Chris. I would completely agree with that. It's a positive. It's a positive. <laughs> I'm going to take that positive forward into the game for sure. Yeah. We have to play a lot of people that can't catch the ball. That's a problem. <laughs> we can't just have loads of reverses and screens that's probably better than some of our offence this year yeah. the only problem is you've got McCall Hardman who's good for a fumble drop not run the route properly all yeah, of those he's the one who are doing the reverses you know yeah probably run the wrong way <laughs> Demarcus Robinson's going to play as well well fun. we'll lose yardage with that one then yeah <laughs> Just goes backwards. He's like he's like you know in Kelsey does the reverse. Demarcus Robinson does that, and it, but he doesn't go forwards again. <laughs> he just keeps going backwards. It would not surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> um, right then, should we wind it up there? I've no idea how long we've been talking there. No? There's just under forty-five. There's just yeah. no discussions have about the game because you have yeah. no what, what idea. What can you say? What can you say? We, you've no idea who's going to be involved. Like. I'll say it'll be interesting. That's that's what I'll say about the game. That's a it'll be point. interesting. It, and it's Boxing Day, so Sky? just sit on the sofa, watch some football. Oh, don't be on Sky. I, I, I know. I'm asking. No I don't know. I'm oh. just going to very very quickly Sky Spots NFL. Nah, I'd be very surprised if they put that game on Sky. Surely not. Yeah, they'd think about moving it, I reckon. So if, if, if it was on Sky, I think they'd think about... It's just a normal out. time game as well, isn't it? It's like a... 9.25. It's 9.25. 9.25 is always the one of the, the later games. I don't actually know who else is playing at 9.25 on Sunday. It must be... <laughs> the Chiefs might not be playing at 9.25 on Sunday. Well, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't really like that possibility right now. Um, what are we on? Week 16, aren't we? Yeah, week 16. Um, come on, computer load. The other 9:25 game is the Broncos and the Raiders, which <laughs> nobody is going to want to watch. So. And Seahawks it's Bears at 9:05. It's a divisional game. It, uh, yeah, I mean, technically, it has Bottom. playoff implications. Yeah, fight for last both, place, battle for last both place. Seven and seven, like whoever wins that has a winning record somehow. I can't do it. The Sky broadcast is awful. It's uh, just awful. Depends who's on it. It's yeah. not even that. It's the fact that they cut weird times to the breaks. They don't have the on-field person, so we just kind of sit there like, yeah. let's head to G, and just sit there doing nothing. And then, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, being in the, in the studio is weird on, on the, the Sky Broadcast. Yeah, yeah they need like to get someone on the field. That'd be fun. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Sky Sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. if anyone from Sky is listening, Tom knows you, man. He'll do it for you. No bother. Yeah. Um, right then, on that note, we'll we'll wind up there, I think. Um, right, lads, it was good to be back. I must admit, I've missed this over the past few weeks. Yeah. It's good to be back on the podcast, and it's good to be back as a one seed as well. Yes, absolutely, completely agreed. It's good to be back uh, in all in all terms of, the, of, of all senses of the phrase. Yes. Okay, let's hope we get a game on Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or whatever they happen to play it. Uh, and let's really hope that Mahomes doesn't go near anybody. Like, he's literally, his missus locks him in the bedroom or something. Um, and he's Kicking not laid out. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Tomo, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it as always. Thank you. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, Owen, thank you very much. No worries. Until the next one. And Merry Christmas from me as well. And 
from me a Merry Christmas as well uh, Happy Holidays and all that malarkey and thanks for listening everyone and until next time we'll talk to you again <laughs>